totally ran about switching gears to talk about Grand Theft Auto. I've been playing San Andreas a lot for the last month on my PS4. Every time I play a Grand Theft Auto game that is not San Andreas, I think to myself, this is really great. I really want to go play San Andreas, though. San Andreas was the best. And now that I'm playing San Andreas, I'm thinking to myself, you know, GTA V might have actually been a better game than this. I should go back and play GTA V. I think GTA is a series that no matter what game I play, I'm always thinking about, despite how much fun I'm having, I'd rather be playing another game in this series. Mm. And I find that kind of odd. It's this weird anomaly that I've never gotten from another franchise. I mean, maybe not as severely. Grand Theft Auto, it's just like no matter what game I play, I always feel like there's a, every GTA game does something so well that when I play one of them, I always feel like it's lacking in something that the other one is doing. GTA Five, I just think they got the combat and the shooting down really fucking well, which in San Andreas, it has aged pretty shitty. But San Andreas also just had like this openness to it that no other GTA ever had in the scale of it that no other GTA ever had. And kind right, of like... There's like- there was so much side shit you could do. Like, I remember when I played San Andreas, I, I sunk a ton of hours in, in when I was in high school. And the main thing I was, like, obsessed with was the uh, Turf Wars. Yeah. Like, I wanted I wanted everything to be green. Go and recruit some guys and fight a small war, yeah. It was so much fun. Not only was it fun, it was really easy to see the progress you were making. Yeah. Because you could look at the map and instantly, in a moment, know how much you had to do. I don't know. I just found that really compelling. There's also breaking into Area 51 to steal a jetpack. There's breaking into a naval base and steering a Harrier jet and getting into a dogfight. But yeah, at the same time, I think back to GTA 5 and how like that game just had things where once you attempted a mission and failed, you could go back and basically skip the transitionary periods where you're just getting from point A to B to make it go by faster. You could get into taxis and just go to the destination if you don't feel like spending the fucking 10 minutes driving from place to place quality of life changes that the newer gta's have made that they need to make some kind of grand theft auto that just hybrids the best things from all of them together that'd be very fucking right like every time i play another grand theft auto and my cousin Vinny doesn't call me to go bowling i just feel really upset yeah i make that joke having never played grand theft auto 4 so like even four when i when five came out i was like man five is such a better game than four fuck four four got so boring but in hindsight, 4 was also the most technically impressive. It was the most mechanically sophisticated in combat, driving, vehicular damage, everything. And the most attention to detail out of any GTA game. Even though GTA 4, what it lacked in was lots of things to do on the side of playing through the main story. So once right, I and it, Well, not only that, but like throwing shit in your face that you didn't care about. Yeah. And GTA 5 made up for that by giving you shit tons of things to do and lots of Easter eggs and a huge landscape to explore Los Santos and that whole continent again. But it also lost some of the sophistication that GTA 4 had. And like every GTA does something really well and then lacks in something else that another one did well. So it's it's something I I can't think of any other series that are quite like that. Like no matter what GTA I play, I always think about another one I'd rather be playing. And then when I go play that, I think about going back and playing the one I was already playing. I still think San Andreas might be the best. Yeah, it is the best. It holds up well enough. The two I played them... Okay, I played Grand Theft Auto 3 a shit ton. <clears throat> and then I played... Uh, God, what was the one after that? Hotline Vice, Miami. Vice City. Vice City, yeah. yeah. I played Vice City a little bit. I don't think I... I didn't beat the main storyline, but I played it a little bit, and I had fun with that. I think Vice City was the most fun to just go on a silly rampage in. Vice City had the best city design, I think, out of... At least of those three original... Yeah. Like, San Andreas had such a huge quantity of areas you could explore that it surpassed that. But, uh, yeah, Vice City itself was just the most fun to drive around and get into car chases. Yep. 
And then I play I played so much fucking San Andreas. I mean, I did everything. I did that stupid airplane mission. I <laughs> the RC one. Yeah. I I, I, beat I that. don't know if I ever beat that one. I might I, I, I remember. It took me like hours over days to beat that one, but I did it and I hated it. But I did it. San Andreas might be one of the game, single most games outside of MMORPGs that I've put time into. And I, it's 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 a good fucking game, and I totally forgot where I was going with this because of beer. Uh, we went to Portland. We stopped by Portland, and everything you've told me about Portland is completely true. Everyone looks like they're ready to argue. Every, yeah, yeah. We saw some disgusting ass shit while we were there, like the public bathrooms that you know you go to a store like their bathrooms are just fucking vile and disgusting. Yeah. Uh, we saw a bunch of people like. Okay, this Portland is such a fucking contradiction because we got out of our car and instantly we're like, oh my god, it smells amazing here. The air smells great because they have all these food trucks everywhere and it just smells fucking delicious. And then there's a bunch of people fucking eating their food truck food off of a dumpster. Like they're using the garbage can as a table. Okay. And they all just look like stereotypical hipster douches. And I'm instantly just like, I hate this city. They had great Everything food. Everything looks dirty. They do. They do. They yeah. have really good food there. Great restaurant. Everything's like dirty and nasty. We saw a lady dig through a dumpster and then pull out a scarf and instantly put it on. Wonderful. And I'm just like, this is a uh, Portland's fucking weird and yeah. not the good kind of weird. More like the please make it stop weird. Okay, it has nice qualities, but Jesus Christ, that city is so fucking... If you're from Portland and you're listening to this, I'm sure you can be like, but we have this and this and it's nice. I'm like, yeah, I know. You have that huge, cool, like, bookstore that's fucking awesome, Liberty Bookstore or whatever. That's neat. Spend a week in Seattle and then you'll understand. Yeah, right. Or San Francisco. It's like... I mean, see, like, see, 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 anyway, for all the things that I dislike about Seattle, Portland is such a fucking bar lower than us. Then it's not even a competition. Like Seattle has its nice areas, and Seattle has its shitty areas, but the shitty areas still have redeeming things about it. Whereas it feels like Portland is nothing but the shitty areas with redeeming <laughs> things about it. Yeah, and see, mu- there are places in Seattle you can walk around, and they're at least lively. Yeah, there's like a sense of culture down there. Whereas Portland, it's like no one wants to talk to each other. Right. It's a great place. Which reminds me, okay, speaking of like touristing and sightseeing, this is this is one of those tourist attractions in Seattle that a lot of people talk about and they like, but I hate. It's the gum wall. Have you been to the gum wall? Yeah. I hate the gum wall. Every time I go to the gum wall, I want to vomit. <laughs> because for some reason, I can smell all the gum. Like, other people that I go with, they say they don't smell anything, but it's like a breeze kicks up, and all of a sudden I get a whiff of all that gum. I'm just like, And normally I'm like, not that I'm sorry, it's like a little tangent. I fucking hate it. I think it's disgusting. I think it's nasty. I think it is... As somebody who's not normally like a germaphobe, I think it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, it's so cool. And I'm like, no, it's not. It is out of the way. I guess you could say it was a precursor to modern art. Yeah, that is true. Disgusting, scatological, offensive. Anyway. Uh, but we yeah. all took part in it. 
don't you understand? We all, this yeah, is everybody. It was, it was an effort on everyone's part. We came together, came apart so to make something disgusting. Yeah. I'm indifferent to the gum wall. I don't think I've been there that many times, but I don't know if I've ever had a strong whiff of anything. I, I just, I don't know. I don't have any firm memories of anything for or against yeah. it. It was a novelty. I looked at it and said, uh, okay, that's neat. Let's go eat somewhere yeah. away from here. Thankfully, it's right next to some really. It's I mean, it's literally oh, yeah. next door to the uh, Pike Place Market. Pike with, Place, like, really good food God, there. they have amazing restaurants. Oh fuck, fucking, ugh, I love it there. Anyway, I saw a commercial on some TV in a restaurant I was in that showed a bunch of raving reviews on how Skyrim is one of the best games ever made, the best game setting ever. Period. I don't remember what websites were making these remarks, but I almost threw up the food I was eating. <sighs> Maybe like no, like not even the best Elder Scrolls setting. Ever. No, uh, no. I think what Skyrim did well and why it's so big is because it hit that. It's a wide game that has enough depth that it interests a lot of people for a long time, but it's not so deep that people are like pushed away right away at the start. I was impressed at how popular it was with mainstream audiences. Yeah, that's why. I think it's because it's... The, the year it came out, all I was hearing was Modern Warfare 3 and Skyrim. And I was like, fucking right. Skyrim, really? Everyone's playing The Elder Scrolls now. It's because people try and go play, you know, fucking... Uh, what's the third one? Morrowind, which Morrowind is arguably the best one for good reason. But it's ugly and it's complex. And there's a lot of shit you don't understand. And you got to do a lot of work. And there's some mechanics in the game like leveling up that are counterintuitive whereas skyrim dumbed all that shit down enough so that the masses could enjoy it skyrim is the best at bringing elder scrolls to the masses i think but i also think it kind of had the problem where bethesda looked at that and they're like well, let's just make all our games like this now and then you get fallout 4 which fallout 4 right yeah fallout 4 which did it too much i think and yeah I I I I'd like them to go back to the Morrowind style and make it look pretty. Never gonna happen. You are a hundred percent correct. I know. I, I agree with you. But uh, they they realize that dumbing shit down rewards them too much. The next Elder Scrolls game is gonna be centered in the modern times and be a first person shooter. Blech. It finally happened. That thing I set out to do almost actually yeah, twenty eight episodes ago, episode thirty was the first one. I came to this podcast all enthusiastically talking about how I started playing CSGO. I decided I was really going to dive into that game, try to get the 2016 service medal, and see how far it would take me and how good I'd get the game and how much I'd learn about it. And it took me pretty far, and I learned a lot, and I got pretty good at the game, and I appreciated every aspect of it. Uh, I also fucking hate that game, and I'm never going to play it again, and I'm done. I am retiring my high and mighty CSGO career. I know. Sounds of disappointment it, going off the room. I will not be going to any future esports competitions with Counter Strike. Are are you are you just like tired of the game itself, or is it really just the community? Uh, I'm fatigued of the community and all the marketing bullshit surrounding it. How that game is monetized, specifically the monetized spray tags, is what did it for me. Yeah, that is. When I saw that, yeah. it's like, okay, if I can't spray paint hentai on the side of the fucking walls or something like that, what's the point? And if I have to pay for this shit, even more so, what's the point? No one even uses it in the game. I've seen, like, one spray tag in the many weeks following the release of that shit. They're going to, they have to change that because paying for it, fucking retarded. But paying for a limited supply of it, that is the dumbest shit. 
I feel like such a bitch when I say I don't want to play this game anymore because of the community, but it's not you, it's me in that sort of logic in the sense that I feel like I have just aged beyond the target demographic of this game. It's not for me. And I feel like I'm the, the weird old guy trying to fit in while playing it. I know that's not the truth. I know there are plenty of old people who play CSGO, but I just feel so out of place when I'm playing it. I come there just to concentrate on the game, and instead I end up having to put up with all the shitty attitudes and the bitching and snobbery. The very last match before I unlocked the medal and was done had a guy screaming, and he accused me of being a hacker and him telling everyone to report me. So it was a really great send-off. It was the perfect way to end my long career of CSGO and go and seek out games where I don't have to listen to people talk. I figure if I ever get the crave to play Counter-Strike again, I'm just going to go back to CS Source. I'm not going to play it anytime soon just because I'm, I'm Counter-Striked out. I've been playing so much of it every week for the last fucking like half of the year now that I really just want nothing to do with it for a while. But eventually I'm probably going to go back to Counter-Strike Source and just see if any of the servers I remember playing Counter-Strike on are still up. I figure probably the older Counter-Strike fans are either going to be playing that or the original Counter-Strike 1.6. CSGO is full-blown millennial esports douchebag zone right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's I where you go if you want to get competitive. That's where you go, and that's kind of why I went there initially. Is like that's where the crowd of people are. It's active. It's lively. It's worth actually getting good at this game. But after playing it for so long, I just feel like I don't fucking care. The part of my life where the thought of potentially playing games competitively in like a tournament setting is behind me, and now I just play games to pass the time and enjoy myself. So I think Counter Strike Source is more for me than CS:GO. <laughs> Um, the developers of Inside removed Denuvu. Uh, Denuvu. Denu- How do you pronounce Denuvu? Denuvu. 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 Oh, I think Denuvo. that's a Denuvu. 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 I might be okay. wrong, but I don't know why I'm having a hard time pronouncing this. Yes, yeah, so the developers of Denuvu. De- Fuck. The Sony or the Square Enix DRM, right? Denu. Day. Day. Not even Wikipedia shows a pronunciation. God damn it. Denovo, 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 I've heard it pronounced thousands of times by now. That's an overstatement. But I've heard it pronounced enough that I shouldn't be having a problem knowing how to pronounce this. I think my brain just will not do it. Denovo, 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 Fuck, Denovo. Did it? Did we... De nouveau. De nouveau. De there nouveau. There you go. That's it. Okay. De stop. nouveau. Stop. De nouveau. Stop. No, stop. I gotta stop. rehearse it. De nouveau. 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 Okay. Danny Glover. The developers of Inside removed De nouveau from their game. On a personal note, I don't really mind developer. I mean, publishers, whatever, using De nouveau. De nouveau. I understand the interest to protect. The profits. Oh my god! Why is my brain so fucking shitty this morning? I. You understand that at the end of the day, that they're a business and they need to I'm, make money. I would prefer developers and publishers not use De Nouveau. I understand why they use it. It does not particularly offend me that much. If the game functions poorly because of it, then it will suffer in the review because of that, and I will tell people not to buy it. If it's just gotta be a practice where they just use it for like the first six months, and then they pull it later when interest in the game has died down and they don't care if it gets pirated, then please do that. Just take the DRM away eventually. Plus, I think... Uh, Denuvo... Now I'm doing it. 
Hey, Ryan, would you like to hear the nominees for this year's Best Podcast Award? Yes, Andrew, I would. All right. Totally unbiased and not paid for in any way. The following nominees are available for the Best Podcast. Explosion of Happiness. And the winner is Explosion of Happiness. Well, let's face it. We deserved it. I don't understand why they made Sonic Boom. I like it was a big multimedia project where they were trying to like, you know, they made the cartoon, they made the game. It's like they were going to try to spin a new franchise off of it, reboot the whole series. It's like they were targeting a young generation of kids that would be sticking around and being like, and be invested in it from that point on, but then they forgot to make the game good. I wonder if there are that many people that actually like kids that liked Sonic Boom. It's really unfortunate if they did. Like Sonic Boom conceptually, like the idea of having all four people and like where they get, I mean, I haven't played it, but I've seen a playthrough of it. Um, you know, each character controls differently and you got to take them in to different stages as pairs and stuff. Um, conceptually, I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think it was a bad game that it failed to even meet its core concept. If they wanted to refine the Sonic Boom and they think there could be a good game that could come out of that style, but I feel like they're much more closer to making a good game with the Sonic Generation style, and that's what they should stick with. Well, that new Sonic Mania looks good. Yep. And if they actually are making a sequel to Sonic Generations, that's fine with me. I think I did buy Generations when it was like five bucks, so maybe when that game came out on release, that might have been why people didn't like it. It is, cause it is like a three-hour long game unless you want to 100% everything. No, that's what I'm doing right now. But those three, I had so much fun in those three hours, I didn't mind it. So yeah, if you want to hear what I'm stupid that I'm doing, I'm trying to get every achievement in Sonic Generations for the fuck of it. So it's fine. Get your value out of it. Yeah, it's a good uh, game. I mean, it, it is a good game. It has its faults, but you know what? If you haven't played it, get it on sale definitely. Is that all you had to say on that? Well, pretty much. I mean, uh, I'm like a third of the way through the game, so it's a, a pretty old. Third. It's a pretty old game now. It's like four years old, I think. Uh, 2011, so five years. Fuck Jesus, that long. Yep. Fuck has Sega been doing this whole time? It's like you have some franchises like Mario and Zelda that are consistently good. They stumble here and there, but for the most part, you can pick up one of their games and it's going to be a good game. And And they release regularly. I think it's because it's the original creators. They left. Shigeru Miyamoto is still making Mario and Zelda, but the original Sonic team is gone. They've been gone for years. Right. That's true. And then, but then also you have like games like, you know, franchises like Metroid, which are just fucking ignored. Then you got things like Mirror's Edge, which people clamor for a new one and they make it and it just isn't good. And then you have, and I think Sonic's kind of unique because it has consistent releases, yet they all suck, yet they still release them. Well, they're still well-received by its audience, so they're not really incentivized to make them good. That is true. I don't know how long that's going to hold up, but as long as they have that audience, it doesn't really matter. Right. This is my problem with furries. Not all the weird shit to do, just the fact that they like Sonic. That's a joke. Yeah, I know. You're supposed to laugh. I, I am. I'm laughing inside. Is Sonic the longest running shitty franchise of all time now? It has to be. I can't think of anything. Like I have to call it a shitty franchise because what in total? How many good games ever was there ever? Like the first couple, and then uh, okay. Well, let, let, let's go. Let's do. I want to see every Sonic game, and we'll take this one by one, and just right. just for the fuck of it, every Sonic game. Let's okay. Here we go. Wikipedia. We have Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 3D, or 3, I mean, and Sonic and Knuckles. I think we can say all of those are good. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Chaos, I haven't heard of. Is this the weird... I think, oh. that, was, I think that might have been the fighting one. No, this is, uh, looks like it's the ga- it's for Game Gear. 
So that's just oh, like okay. I haven't played that, but I'm sure it's good for a Game Gear game. Let's see. Oh, here's here's one of the first. Here's probably the first, like without a doubt, shitty one. Knuckles Chaotix. I don't even remember that one. Oh wait, no, this isn't the game I'm thinking of. It's a. It was like a lesser game. Man, there's a lot of old school 2D Sonic games that I've never played. So- Sonic the Hedgehog Triple Trouble. I think it's another Game Gear one. Yep, it's another Game Gear one. And Knuckles Chaotix, which is for the Sega 32X. Oh, so these are like Sega Sonic games on like not well-known consoles. Yeah, well, I've never heard of some of these. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Sonic Blast. Yeah, I know that. Sonic, yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. Pocket Adventure. Never heard of. Damn. Sonic, I had the first Sonic Advance. There's a Sonic the Hedgehog 4? Yeah, oh, no, that's, that's, right. that's right. The arcade one. That's right. Yeah. Sonic Rush. Oh, wow. Was... I should play this. I forgot what? all about this. How come it's only showing. Oh, okay. They separated the 2D and the 3D platformers on yep. Wikipedia. Okay. So I was wondering, like, wow, there's so many good Sonic games. Oh, wait. I'm only yeah. looking at the 2D ones. I was it's... waiting for 3D Blast. 3D Blast, I remember being really shitty. So. Uh-huh. Uh, Sonic Adventure. See, that one's kind of a mix up. Uh, good, good in its day. Out. Yeah. It's it's, it age like shit. Yeah. Right. Might be the Sonic worst Adventure game of all time. But yeah. Yeah. You know what? You're probably right. It's. it's it's probably aged worse than uh, GoldenEye. Oh, yeah. Like, you could get into the uh, rhythm Sonic of GoldenEye, but the further you play Sonic Adventure, right. the more you hate it. Huh. Exactly. Yeah. Sonic Adventure 2, um, that one, I think it's aged better. But like we said earlier, only like a third of the game is good. Yeah. I really liked that game when I was a kid, though. And yes, if I went back to it now, fuck no. But yeah, good in its day. Yep. Sonic Heroes was good in, is another one that was good for its time. Everyone hated that one, and I played the demo to it, and I thought it was pretty good. Maybe the full I, game was different. I didn't own it. I just played it on a friend's, but so I don't know. That was the first uh, one after the Dreamcast had died, and it was like multi-plat on all the different consoles. It, looking at the reviews, they're mostly favorable, except for the PlayStation 2. They're all yeah. like sevens or higher, mm. with PlayStation 2 being the anomaly. So Yeah, then the Masterpiece that yeah, is the next game. Shadow the Hedgehog. I've always wanted to play that game despite how shitty it sounds. It's like the other 3D Sonic games where if you cut out the bullshit, it would have been good from my understanding. Like I said, I've watched the playthrough of it. It has vehicle segments. <laughs> I know. Why does it need vehicle? Well, I remember <sighs> before that game came out, everyone was hyped about a game being all about Shadow, and then they showed a screenshot of him holding a gun, and yeah. I instantly I knew this, this is going to be a terrible game. And for some reason, everyone else is still like, oh, he's got a gun. This is going to be so cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, what, what would happen if you handed Mario and Luigi guns? Just, the next one, this this is definitely, I think, the turning point. Oh, yeah. Sonic oh, 2006. Don't you, don't you mean the, the full restoration, the reboot of the franchise, the making it new again, restoring it to its roots, it's giving it bad. a new beginning? When you reboot an entire franchise and it goes as bad as that, that's how you just fuck it, kill it. Right, super it's, glitchy. Uh, some bosses were unbeatable. <laughs> a shitty, shitty hub world. <sighs> Fuck, that was again. That's another one I've always wanted to play, despite how bad it is. Uh, I, I, yeah, actually, I would have. I would, I'd rather play Shadow the Hedgehog because that sounds like more a more complete game. If I mean, Sega did bring some of these to PC. I would buy them just to find out. Who knows? Maybe they could fix them and make them way better on a new port. Maybe they could HD remaster these really shitty 3D Sonic games and at least make them less glitchy. Uh, around this time is kind of when I started stopped playing them, so I don't really know a lot about the next three titles. Sonic and the Three Secret Rings was like an on rails one with a Wii remote where you like tilted the remote, and I remember that one was actually pretty decent. Then there was Sonic Unleashed, which was again it was basically the follow up to the reboot, and this was the one where everybody was like, "It's gonna be good. They're gonna totally nail it this time." and 
the 3D portions were really good. But then the other two-thirds of the game where you play as the Werehog was fucking terrible. And then we got Sonic and the Black Knight, which I think was the follow-up to the Secret Rings and played the same way. But apparently that one was really bad because they gave him a fucking sword for some mm-hmm. reason and designed the whole game around that. And it was bad. Yeah, because, I mean, unless it's like a dashing attack, it's like with Sonic, it's like you have to stop to swing the sword, I'm guessing. Like, why? I, remember, I don't want to stop. I remember being kind of hopeful for that one because I thought, well, the Secret Rings is kind of well-received. Maybe this one will be good. And then apparently that one was really bad, too. And that's that's where I really started to feel like Sonic is never going to be good again. Yeah. They, they keep fucking up things that they've already done well in the past. And I also haven't played Colors, but I've heard that I'm, it's much yeah, better. I'm told that's a good one. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's on Steam. Like, I might have I looked, to play that. I looked at footage of it, and I remember thinking it looks kind of boring, but it doesn't seem like it was... Just outright bad like the previous ones and then there's sonic generations right probably the best 3d sonic game ever made probably yeah sonic the lost world which was the wii u one which i was kind of hoping for turned out to be really mediocre that one's on pc mm. uh and then project sonic 2017 which is the one i'm hoping is going to be the, yeah, generations good. yeah why doesn't this it's list... probably a sequel to sonic boom this doesn't list sonic boom go figure Racing games. It might be arcade games, educational uh, spinoffs. Is it down under other spinoffs? Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, man, there's so many racing games. Jesus. Fucking, I don't want to talk about all those. Neither do I. I don't know how many of those are actually good. I know the racing track. Here they are. I found Sonic Boom. It's under... What is it under? Other spinoffs, yeah. Sonic Boom, other spinoffs. That's where it belongs. Yeah. Sonic <laughs> Boom, just fuck it. It was terrible. Oh, you mean it's not going to be the face of the franchise moving forward anymore it's now been downgraded to spinoff that's how peculiar looking at this list there's a lot of games that are actually they're better like overall sonic is actually a little bit better than i thought it would be as a whole it's just i think games like sonic 2006 really stick out games like sonic boom really stick out going through this list it seems like the games that they really marketed were the ones that turned out to be the worst the ones that were kind of like the side games on the wii were the ones that turned out to be good like sonic colors yeah, or Sonic Generations, yeah. but they just kind of threw, like, here's the yeah. game for our fans. Like With a title like Sonic Generations, who would expect that to be good? But right. it turned out to be, like, the best one they've made. Since it's they, probably, yeah. Well, Sonic Mania looks good. It's being made by modders who really know and like Sonic. Wait, so, it's, it's an official game? Be, what? Sonic Mania, it's the one that's being made with the old Genesis-style graphics. And it's actually being helmed by a team of modders who are making old Sonic ROM hacks. Sega hired them to make a Sonic game for them. Wow, that's neat. That's I'm pretty cool. sh- pretty sure I brought this up in an older podcast, but yeah, that's, I, I like, think you Sega, do because now that you're saying it, it sounds familiar. But Sega is doing what Nintendo should be doing. They looked at right. what Nintendo is doing and pissing off their fans. Said, "What's be the opposite of that?" And that's kind of why I like Sega, even though they're making a lot of crappy games. At least they're mm-hmm. they're trying to please their fans better, and they're at the point where now it's, it's like, well, if we can't do it, we'll let somebody who knows how to do it. So, especially another Metroid remake, like with that one. Couldn't you just hire that guy and then just, like, figure out what you had to do to release it? Like, seriously. That's, like, such a complete game. Like, with Pokemon Uranium, I can kind of understand, but... Maybe in 10 years, Sega's reputation will rise so much, they'll make a new console, Nintendo's will be so poor that Nintendo will be bought oh, by Sega. Oh, my God. Oh. Or not bought by Sega, but just be a software developer. In this. That would be a, such a twist of fate. That would be the ultimate 180. Yeah. I've had my fill of Sonic, so... Hey, Ryan. Yes, Andrew. What would you say is the catchphrase of this year? Based on every game I played this year, including new and old, I'd have to say 
this game was really shitty, but kind of fun. Kind of like our lives. Exactly like our lives. You just need to watch like the first minute. Okay. Okay. Playing. Something dawned on me when I was on my own. Any food you make tastes better when you use good ingredients, right? Then, if you take something already delicious like cup noodles and add in the finest, freshest ingredients, what do you get? The ultimate flavor experience. So I ask you, Noct, what's your favorite ingredient? Shrimp. Answer shrimp. Oh, you fuck. No, dude, egg. Fucking egg. Shrimp. I love. Have you ever had shrimp cup of noodles? It's fucking delicious. No, they're not talking about, like, the flavor you buy. They're talking about ingredients you I know. I love shrimp in my cup of noodles. And I love egg in my cup of noodles. I picked egg. All that's left is to make our noodle dream a reality. First up, the ingredients. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you the say. The quest is pretty... has a really, uh, like, equally over-the-top ending, too. Okay. Does this actually have a brand of noodles? Or is it No, just, this is the had... cup noodle brand. Cup thought... noodle is a specific brand. I thought there was Nissan and Murray yeah, Chan it, or something. Nissan is... Oh. Nissan's... Nissan's cup of noodles is literally called cup noodles. Oh, I see. So yes, this is straight up... Nissan paid to have this in the fucking game. They picked the right audience. Yeah, uh... I have to say, I thought it was fucking hilarious. It is, but it's also... I can't laugh at it because it's just so perfect. Yep. Like, I can't even be angry about this product placement because I fucking... I'm not going to go out and start buying a bunch of Nissan cup noodles because I already have my ramen of choice when it comes to that shit. But... (laughs) This is so dumb. (laughs) What makes it better, too, to put a little more context on it, is the person that's speaking is Gladiolus. And he is supposed to be the stern, straight face of the party. Yeah. So mo- he spends most of the game just being, like, the dad, more or less. And then out of nowhere, he's the product placement whore as well. <laughs> like, making Prompto the product placement whore would make more sense. But not only that, Gladiolus loves to go camping. Coleman, they paid for product placement. All the camping gear you use in this game is fucking Coleman camping gear. They must have paid so much for this advertisement that they wanted their most serious effort for it. It, they needed a character that meant business to make that. Yeah, I'm finding it funny too because like the biggest flaw of the game overall is it, it just feels really unfinished, and it really amuses me that they set aside enough development time <laughs> to put a fucking cup noodles quest in the game. Did your face just like cave in when you saw this the first time? It it was like is. Is this happening? Like my my <laughs> girlfriend, like every time I played fifteen, my girlfriend watched it with me. We were both just like, "What's going? Is this really happening? You gotta be fucking kidding me!" And we just like we kind of doubled over and laughed at how just this is the some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> well, does the advertisement get where I stopped the video? Does it get more in your face as you go on? Is it like get, it's like, not in your? It's it's mostly just confined to this one quest. Uh, the dialogue for when they clear the quest is pretty over the top because like the whole party joins in and it's like they say something like i realize that you can't improve upon perfection so it doesn't matter what ingredients you add to your cup noodles what matters is that you just make it your own yeah i guess it's really the road you travel and yeah it's jesus wow. christ 
It's uh, this is weird because I don't think I've ever met anyone that considers cup of noodle a delicacy. More like, eh, fuck it. I got nothing else I can make right now. Oh, I wait, guess. here I found. I found the ending. <laughs> let me just let me get the right time code for you. Okay, playing. You know something? Going through all that trouble to make our own custom cup. It's made me appreciate cup noodles <laughs> even more. Perhaps we truly can't improve <laughs> upon perfection. It's not about finding the single best ingredient. It's about crafting that perfect blend of meat, egg, and shrimp. That harmony of flavors is key. Yeah, you're right. Makes you appreciate how delicious these noodles really are. I know I sure do. Well, subtle. Real yeah. subtle. What's also interesting is that when you eat the cup noodles at camp, it actually shows the party eating the food. Whenever you eat any other food, it just shows you like it cooked on a plate, but you don't see the party actually consume it. Yeah. Cup noodles, it actually shows them like eating it and drinking the broth from the cup. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's amazing. I do have to say though, um, a lot of people are upset about this. I really don't care that much. They obviously it, chose to just make it as goofy as possible. Right. All the comments seem to hate it. I don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> Honestly, like, if they had to get, like, 20 more companies to back the game so they could have actually finished it, I would have much rather had a good, complete game chock full of product placement than what we got. Like, if it meant that fucking Knock had to do a goddamn Nike commercial halfway through the game, I do not care. Anyway. Next on the list is Undertale. Fuck. <laughs> I had to bring it up. You can't skip that. That was okay, such an experience. So. <sighs> okay, you know what? I, I, originally, I was just going to say fuck you and let's move past it, but I feel like Undertale is actually something worth talking about and digging into a little bit. The more time that has passed and the farther away I've gotten from Undertale, the less I hate it. And the more I can acknowledge the good things that it has. It has really good music. It has a really cool ending. It has some cool ideas. But when I really think about it, I start to get frustrated because I start to remember the things I actually do legitimately hate about it. It has super annoying fucking characters that people say are deep, but they're super fucking shallow and just like that fake kind of deep. Like the kind of deep that you see everywhere. But because it's in a lizard girl skin and she's a lesbian, that's so deep. No, it's not. The humor is... If you haven't been exposed to that kind of humor before... I can see how it's funny because I once found that kind of humor funny, but in my opinion, that kind of humor gets old super fucking fast. It's just this dumb random bullshit that you see elsewhere. So I thought you were just going to say how you learned to hate the game less. Uh, that's what I'm getting to. Cold, you fuck out. The, the, Sounds like you really hate it. The graphics, like, I know, like, oh, your graphics don't matter. The graphics are fucking ugly. <laughs> You can look past the graphics because it's so fucking good. The graphics are fucking ugly. The level design is horrendous. Oh, those don't matter. Yeah, they kind of fucking do. Okay? Shut the fuck up. If that game had good graphics and good level design, it actually would have been better. So saying, like, graphics don't matter, level design don't matter. Yeah, go fuck yourself. You could have had an even better game. Shut the fuck up. It was made it's in RPG not, Maker. What do you expect? It's not, even, it's not even graphic design. It's art direction. Like, that matters. Like, fucking Super Mario Brothers 3, old as shit, looks amazing. But it's not graphically superior to Super Mario Brothers. I mean, they're on the same goddamn console. But one, I mean, yes, it learned how to use the fucking technology at hand better. But it was just a different art direction, and it just looked better. 
And you know what? You fuck your dad. But at the end of the day, yes, when I think back at to the Undertale, end of the day, all the furries beating off to Undertale would disagree with you immensely. They seem to yeah, like the art. And they're wrong. They're fucking wrong. I don't give a shit. They are wrong. But that game oh, has Oh, yeah, play. they're wrong, big boy. They're wrong, all right. Hey. So wrong, it's good. Don't try and bribe me with the part of furries that I actually wrong, like. Wrong, I like. What? <laughs> Nothing. So. I can't act like a furry. I'm trying. <laughs> Crystal's so hot. Just just think of the bunny rabbit from... Uh, oh, Lola Bunny. I don't know. End of the day is, if you haven't been exposed to this kind of storytelling through other games or this kind of, like... Basically, if this part of your heart hasn't been touched before and you play Undertale, you're probably going to fucking love it. But if you've played this stuff before and a lot of it seems you've been exposed to all this kind of stuff before, it's going to be really forgettable because, in all honesty, it's not that good. Sounds like this game touched you somewhere. In my butthole. That's exactly what I meant. Maybe you tried to fight it like you didn't want it, but it still touched you and you learned to enjoy it, like you were saying. Yeah, let's move on. Unless you want okay, to. Wait, I thought you serious. said that you learned to hate the game less and all you did was just take a shit on it for like two minutes. What yeah, you, yeah, what? I learned, yeah, that's my point. I learned to hate the game less. But you just... Okay, what did you I like? I called the it? music good. What more do you want from me? Okay, that's something. All right, yeah. Soundtrack of the year goes to Undertale. Uh, Probably, yeah. No. No, it doesn't. But, okay. Andrew does not hate the soundtrack in Undertale, so there you go. No, no I would If it makes you feel better, when I played through that game, I didn't hate it, and I thought, eh, it's okay, just not really for me. But then after listening to you take a dump all over it, I realized I actually didn't like it at all. In fact, I hate the game too. <laughs> You're welcome. But no, seriously. Yeah, the it, one time I didn't really turn into a fucking sour asshole about something, you had to make me a sour asshole about it. So yeah, now at the, the just mere mention of Undertale, I get mad, thanks to you. Undertale sucks. And yes. you all suck for liking it. It has yep. its good parts. The ending's really cool. That's about it. You want to go get some cup noodles? I love cup of noodles. You really cannot improve upon flavor perfection. God, I can't even trip. say that. I can't even say that without laughing. That is such a random thing to say for cup of noodles. I know. Yeah, because it's full of sodium and it's... I know. It's like... Why are you, like what are you saying that you're just lying to shove, me shove sodium into everything to make it flavorful yeah thank you for why, reminding why me what just, i eat why don't you just fucking say cup noodles yeah it fucking sucks but eat it you know you like it or just put this in your body it's cheap, it's convenient tasty. it's cheap <laughs> yes you're a loser who wants to play video games and not spend time cooking so do it i admire directness from my ads i kind of thought Sprite's old Obey ads were interesting. You remember those? The commercials were, like, filmed as if they were trying to brainwash you, even though it was very obvious that it was a joke. But Oh, the was, old... Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, those. Would, I like, like those commercials. They'd, they'd uh, snap their fingers, and then the words Obey would just appear on the screen. I yeah, like that. Yeah. I also liked the can design that, for some reason, they ditched. They made it, like, all metallic. I hate to admit it, but uh, Doritos and Mountain Dew also worked on me. Yeah, yeah, it did. Specifically, I don't know what it is about the bag redesign, but they made, like, the triangle on it way sharper and darker. It just kind of made it more like, I want to put this in my mouth, and I don't know why. But somehow, the fucking design of this bag makes me want to do it. It's I'm like, associating I, Diva with that shit is, like, fucking hilarious. But then it gets in my brain, like, you know what? Doritos are actually tasty, though. I know. It's like, I already like Doritos. I mean, you don't have to rub it in my face, but, you know, it's already associated with this stuff. It's kind of funny. Sure, I'll eat a bag of Doritos, because I'm a fucking corporate dick sucker mm-hmm. i even drink mountain dew now because pitch black is mass produced i can't stop drinking it 
I was so happy when they did that. Now I'm thinking, great, now I'm going to die of whatever illness I get from drinking too much Mountain Dew. I was caffeine-free for years, and then I had to treat myself to soda, and right around that time is when Pitch Black came out, and then now I realize I'm fucked. I played a very significant game last month. Actually, while we were recording the last two podcasts, I was playing this. I just never brought it up because I didn't want it until I hit like a significant milestone in it. I have officially played through and beaten Shadow of the Colossus. And, Congratulations. Um, that's the game I was going to recommend to you, and then you started yeah. playing it anyway. So yeah, it's um, I know number, we, almost number one. Like this, me. this is going to be kind of a throwback episode because this is you know we're going to talk about Battlefront in this, and these were like two of the very first games we ever talked about on our first podcast. But anyway, before we say anything else about Shadow of the Colossus, I just want to get this off my conscience, and this is what I meant before when I said I'm going to make this even more degenerate and one up you and how you started this episode. I was jokingly thinking to myself while I was playing through it. You know, you think you're playing as this guy trying to save his girl, but the reality is the love relationship is actually between the horse and the girl, and you're just kind of working for the horse <laughs> because you love the horse. And then I started thinking, well, you know, actually, it's more like a love triangle. It's all three of them because the horse was such a character in that game. Agro was such a memorable part to it so you, much that, like... Agro is the only character in that game that has a name. The other characters have names, they just never bring them up in the game. But if you read their, like, wiki articles about the game, then yes, they have, like, extensive lore about who... The main well, character's name is Water. I, 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 I don't... was just his title. No, his name is Water. No. Well, maybe it is I thought, his title. I thought, I thought that his title it named, was Wander. It, it named... No, it's Water. Just Water. At huh. least that's what I read. I don't remember the girl's name, but, um... Mono. That's... Yeah, that's right, Mono. Yeah, Mono. Yeah. So... Yeah, anyway, I was just thinking the whole time, I was like, yeah, that would be so funny if it was uh, between the girl and the horse. Ha ha, I'm so funny. And massive, massive, massive spoilers for those who have not played Shadows of the Colossus and if you haven't skipped the next couple minutes of this. No, no, if you haven't, turn the turn this podcast off and go play Shadow of the Colossus. When Wander, the main character, gets sucked into that light and just seemingly dies in that moment, when she wakes up and kind of looks around and Wander's basically dead and then the horse comes limping up and then she starts caressing the horse, and then the game cuts to credits. I was just, it's like, yep, Donkey Show, right there, behind the scenes. <laughs> this is officially headcanon, and it's never going away. And I look forward to every drunk conversation about video games I have with anybody in the future, because I'm going to bring this up and be like, do you remember the most progressive game ever made? <laughs> it was the one about a three-way triangle relationship between a boy, a girl, and a horse. Well, as the credits are scrolling and then it, it cuts back and then you see the scene continue to play out and the main character is implied to be reincarnated as an infant and then his, in quotes, lover essentially picks him up and walks off to raise him. I'm thinking, well, now it's bestiality, incest, and eventually probably Shotokan all in one ending. <laughs> and... Yeah, so it's like I said, I like I'm sorry that if anyone else, I've just ruined this ending to anyone who like really loved it, but that's uh, all I could think. Well, dude, she's going to be just like hanging out there. When she's probably getting like really horny. I, I mean, the baby's a baby. Like, you know, look, I, I know, I know, she's probably going to love the child like it's her own, but at the same time, like that was so subjective. You don't really know. Maybe they didn't even know each other, and he just really loved her you and tried do. to save her. But you know, you know it, what I, I assume what. You do know one of the largest fan theories about that ending and how it relates to Eco, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't have to. I just do. I mean, joking aside, that ending was actually awesome because it plugged into Eco in a way I was not expecting. 
Right. Like I, knew, I knew the games were in the same universe, and I knew Shadow of the Colossus took place before Eco, but I did not expect any sort of really explicit tie into those games. And when the main character is reincarnated as what I assumed was the very first boy with the devil horns, it just blew my fucking mind. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. As for the game itself, um, I mean, I guess I've kind of, you know, my joke has made its run, but seriously, though, I am always going to bring that up. Whenever this game is brought up, I'm going to always talk about how a woman loved a horse and her own son, husband, boyfriend thing. Anyway, I searched Shadow Colossus porn just to see if any other sick fucks out there kind of made these same connections. (laughs) No one has. There's absolutely none. The the best I found was someone made all the monsters from Shadow of the Colossus into, like, anime girls. Okay, that's good. Doing, like, pornographic things, but that's as far as that went. I didn't even see, like, any fan fiction. I came across several shitty Tumblr blogs talking about how they will never draw Shadow of the Colossus porn because that game touched you on such an emotional level. It's like, uh, come on. That game is just asking for degenerate bullshit to be made for it. What are you looking up? Oh, I'm looking at porn, sorry. No, oh, okay. No, I'm, well, I'm, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna move this along then, so I don't spend like two hours editing your you watching it porn. So, <laughs> I mean, if you want to stream yourself watching porn, that could be a <laughs> would trend. Be Just facial reactions, it, like that could be the next fad. They started doing the thing for um, what is it called? Uh, where you eat food, like you watch two people eat, like yeah. two people stream eating. Yeah, yeah. I know. I see a lot of people just stream their fucking home family life, just hanging out in the living room, and that. I find kind of offensive. It's almost like narcissistic in a way. A lot of people use the app on the PlayStation 4 to just film their whole family just sitting on a couch messing around. Mm-hmm. And then like be like, okay, everyone will be back tomorrow so you can watch more of us happy family that you don't have. Yeah, I th- like I, that. is that the appeal? Is like I'm away at college and I yeah, want to Yeah, I'm a... going to pretend I have a family that loves me or something. My dad yeah. beat me growing up. So I mean, they say that people kind of go to streamers and I like, just kind of endlessly put videos of them playing video games in the background because it's sort of like to compensate for not having friends to kind of have like this feeling of socialness in your life when you're just sitting around on a computer all day. So maybe that's just like the next step is just watching a family do their thing. That's almost like the Truman show, hmm. except yeah, they're is. like willfully doing it, which is kind of even more fucked up. I believe you played another game called Inside sequel to, well, not sequel, but made by the same guys who made Limbo. Spiritual successor to Limbo, I guess you could say. First, I want to tell a story about Limbo. I brought this up weeks and weeks and weeks ago. It was sometime early last year I mentioned that I had a story to tell about Limbo, and then I'd tell it next week, and I never did, so I'm going to tell it now. But to preface that, you and I both used to live with a scumbag who was what you could identify as a cookie-cutter hipster who's a gigantic snob when it comes to things like art. I bring this up because I kind of viewed that type of person in an alternate reality as what I was on my way to becoming when I was younger. And in this universe, thankfully, I did not turn out like that, but I could have. So when I was in high school, I was really big into filmmaking. I was a grade A filmmaking student. I understood filmmaking on a way that most other kids my age did not. And because of that, I was kind of alienated when it came to things like watching movies with friends. I just did not have very many people I could talk to about movies with at the same level of depth I did. And it kind of turned me into a giant narcissist. And because of that experience, I know how people turn into complete sacks of shit who act like their understandings of art is the most fucking important thing in the world. And then they go on to become journalists and write really condescending shitty articles. But you see, this thing happened to me in the year 2009. Was it 2009 when Limbo came out? July 21st, 2010. 2010? Okay. All right. You're such a fucking hipster. You played Limbo before it came out. Yeah, apparently. So, uh, yeah, this little 
arcade game on the Xbox 360 got announced called Limbo, and I thought it looked really fucking cool. This was kind of back when indie games were first still sort of taking off, and I thought the whole style behind Limbo was really interesting and unique. And I talked it up to all my friends about how great it looked. Uh, I bought it day one and played it, and um, I loved it. It was a kind of experience I really cherished, the ones that just sort of put you in a world and don't tell you anything about them, and then you just kind of make up your own mind about what everything means or how to feel about it, and then you finish it, and you just go on with your life taking whatever you wanted to from it. And I love the fuck out of it, specifically the ending. I'm now going to talk about the ending, so if you never played Limbo for some reason, which is really fucking old by now, and you still intend to skip the next couple minutes. Going into the game, I thought it would just loop you indefinitely back to the beginning of the game over and over again, because you're in limbo, purgatory, and I thought that was going to be like the big twist. And I think that's what a lot of people were expecting. But instead, what happens is you go through this mirror thing, and then you kind of float into this area that looks like you're about to start the game over. You're in like a very similar looking swamp area, but then you rock to the right a little bit, and you see a girl there digging something, and then she turns around and looks at you, and then the game cuts to black. And that ending blew my fucking mind because it totally spun everything that I was thinking about the game on its head, at least how I was interpreting it. And it kind of just set me into this like spiral of thinking about all the themes and kind of engaged my mind in a way that made me love the fuck out of the game. And then uh, I went on to the forums to see what other people were thinking, and all I was reading was, this game sucks, this ending is shit, it's shit, it's shit, it's shit, this ending is so dumb and overrated and pretentious, and it kind of drove me up a fucking wall, because I started thinking, no, you idiots, you don't, you don't understand, it's not, it's not the kind of story that just presents itself to you, and then, like, point A to B, it's something you're supposed to take subjectively and decide your own ending, like, there is no fixed ending, what the fuck are you idiots talking about, you're all dumb, and then somehow this conception that the ending was the boy finds his sister and then they move on to the afterlife together was what everyone was talking about. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. What the fuck is everyone talking about? Everyone is so fucking stupid. I can't believe it. Because of that, I passionately started defending the game even harder, declaring it this amazing piece of artwork that people are too stupid to understand. One day I go to the website, I think looking up the name of the guy who composed the music or the sound design of the game. And on the website for Play Dead, there was a synopsis to the game, which was, a boy enters limbo to rescue his sister. Huh. So this giant inflated sense of worth I had in this game just immediately went out the window, and I realized everything I was blowing up to be in my head didn't actually exist. I just made it up, and the game actually did have a story, and it's a very simple, plain, basic one. It's actually just kind of an eerie, creepy little platformer that you go through and go, oh, that's creepy. And then I felt like a massive fucking idiot for putting all these ideas into it that weren't actually there. And it kind of conflicted me in a way where it's like, that's still the experience I had with it, but it didn't actually mean anything. And I was just kind of making it relevant in my head. And all these people that were displeased with the ending actually had a right to be because that was the ending. I want to defend past you for a little bit. Uh, a really good book that is sort of relevant today. Actually, it's probably been relevant for a while now. Probably been relevant since it came out. Fahrenheit 451, written by... Ray Bradbury. He was giving a guest lecture at a college, and he said the book was about how people are becoming more and more infatuated with television and that medium of relaying news instead of written, written word or printed word. And that was the message of the book. Everybody in the college said, no, your book is about censorship. Now, you can argue, yes, Ray Bradbury wrote the book. He is right. But if you read the book, it's also kind of obviously about censorship. I'm not saying he's wrong. Yeah. But I'm saying the college students are also right. 
That's interesting. And, and I bring this up because I think it's important to note when you create any work of art, and I will say that a game like Limbo is a work of art, it's not a piece. In a way, it's alive. It's like a child. It talks back to you is a very common phrase I hear when it comes to art. And the writer or the author has all the initial input into the art piece they want, but once it's publicly released, it's no longer just there. The audience has just as much say into what it really means as the author does, in my opinion. So to defend past you, yes, that dumb little synopsis that says that you're just going into limbo to rescue your sister, sure, you can say that's what it is. Uh, I think that's really fucking stupid. I never knew that. That's what that synopsis was because that's not what limbo is. You're supposed to be in limbo and serve your time in limbo until your soul is so accepted to go into heaven. When I beat the game, personally, that's what I thought it was, was that you're just circling through limbo because you're in limbo. And when you beat the game and see your sister digging there, you're like seeing her still be alive or something like that. Like, that's what I thought the message was, was like you're stuck behind a veil of sorts. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of like a sort of sweet but tragic simple story and just to hear it's like no you're going into limbo to say that's so you're mostly right and there's more to it if you notice the title screen where the game begins you can kind of vaguely see a fallen tree house above you and it's implying that's how the kids died is that they were playing in a tree house and it collapsed so i i remember thinking that only the boy died and that the girl was trying to like save her brother so every time you every time you would beat the game you would see that and until he could let his guilt go or let his emotions of Earth go, he'd always be stuck in limbo. To me, what I took from that game is I had no idea it meant anything at all. I thought it was just all about like isolation and loneliness. And at the end, it's like, oh, you find another person. And then when I read the ending and then started tracing the treehouse symbolism and stuff, it's like, well, shit. Sure, that's what I came up with. It, and I think it's a lot more interesting than what the fucking developers came up with. But still, that's what it is. And in the end, that's all you could really say for the game itself, whether or not you subjectively took something greater from it or not. And even though I still had that experience with Limbo, I kind of hold a grudge towards it. I thought it was something a lot better than it actually was. It taught me the valuable lesson and how you shouldn't blow up an artist or a creator. You shouldn't put something on a pedestal when you don't have a full picture of what it is. Right. Or if you can't even really concretely prove what the full picture is. That's a lot of what's happening with a lot of like modern games now. Now, you know, games have to be art and game critics are desperately trying to make themselves seem more relevant than they are. And that experience I had with Limbo is kind of what turned me into a dickhead now where I like to take a shit on things like that because I still see a lot of people who have their heads up their asses and are still trying to derive the most insane over the top meanings from everything, despite there not actually being a reason to. I want to make a quick uh, side note. So Limbo came out in 2010, and yeah. you were you were uh, had according to yourself your head fully up your ass at this time. Pretty much, yeah. That means we knew each other at this time, but we weren't talking to each other. Exactly. No, we weren't talking until like several uh, years later. Yeah, I just find that kind of interesting. Yeah, I didn't have my head that far up my ass, but I'm just saying I was on my way to getting to that point. And if it, I right. feel like this experience I had with Limbo is what kind of taught me to be like, wait, this is all bullshit. Why am I doing this? Sure, it's fun to imagine, but in the end. Seriously, just everyone else, everyone's still doing this. Chill the fuck out. If you ask me, dolphins are douchebags and they would kill us all and take over the earth if they could. So fuck them. If I was emperor of the world, first thing I do is declare war on dolphins and kill them all. Tuna fish, quote unquote. I'm sure that would have been Hitler's second target. Hitler loved animals. I know. 
But I think he would still kill dolphins because they wouldn't know <laughs> he's up to something. They'd be too smart. In fact, they were working with the Jews the whole time. He didn't kill the Jews because he hated Jews. He killed the Jews because he knew about the Dolphin Jewish Alliance and that the Jewish people were the dolphins' power base on land. What if the dolphins were actually behind the Holocaust the whole time and they were actually controlling Hitler? Dun, dun, dun. The dolphins, I'm, I'm telling you. I've seen some scary fucking shit and read some scary fucking stories about dolphins. You think they're so cute and friendly and happy. What they're actually thinking about doing is... Raping you. They rape people. Oh, yeah. That's dolphin, a thing. Dolphin rape games. Oh, I know. That's a, they, that's they say they have, they have, uh, what's it, what's the word? They have tendrils under penises where they can actually wrap them around your leg and drag you underwater. So, <laughs> oh my God. I'm not joking. Dolphins, feel free to stay ignorant if you like them because once you know too much about them, then suddenly they're not so. Dude, dolphins look super cute too until you fucking see their mouths and their teeth. Oh, they yeah. Have some of the fucking creepiest looking teeth. I know. I wonder what it's like to be a dolphin. I wonder what it's like. Awesome. I wonder what it's like to have that much intelligence but live underwater, having to dodge sharks all the time. It probably sucks. I think we have it better than them. I thought dolphins hunted down sharks defensively. Like they don't kill them, but like as long as it's a pod of dolphins, they'll fuck sharks up, <laughs> and they'll even go out of their way to attack sharks and like save other people from sharks. Yeah, I remember I'm... hearing stories about real, you know, human beings being saved by dolphins. Yeah, I've that. heard of those too. Yeah, you know, dolphins. I guess are just like humans. Some of them are shit. Some of them are great. Overall, it's, it's it's a complicated issue. Humanity and dolphinhood. Dolphinhood. That's the word I'm going to pick up. I got The Last of Us. Oh. oh. Yeah. So and I actually played the first chapter of that last night. Uh-huh. After playing this bright and cheerful Uncharted series and kind of, you know, enjoying the thrill ride and how happy and go lucky it is. And, oh, this is a totally different kind of naughty dog. This is fuck your life. Everything sucks and is miserable, and humanity is full of douchebags, naughty dog. The first hour and a half of that game is just you holding a control stick while characters talk. So, yeah, uh, that's about as much as I played, and that's kind of why I didn't play more of that game. Like, but I just got to the part where the stealth starts to get more interesting, but then at that point, I was just so exhausted of holding the control stick and listening to characters talk that I need to take a break. That... My opinion, that is the fucking worst way to start a video game. It is the worst way to start a video game, and there's no way anyone can tell me this is the best game of all time anymore because the first fucking two hours of it were shit. Right. Within the same, the example I always think of, and it's within the same series, Final Fantasy VII, it starts off with you jumping off a train and exploding a giant power plant. That's the way the game starts. Mm. Action in your face. Very little plot. Basically, it just says, we're eco-terrorists, and we're going to destroy this because it's hurting Mother Earth. Cool. That's all the story I need for the first, like, hour of gameplay. And then you got Final Fantasy thirteen, which is like, fuck. Final Fantasy thirteen, the first, like, th- the Final Fantasy thirteen, the first, like, three hours of gameplay is you just being able to pick the item option to heal your party while you watch them automatically auto-attack, and you get cutscene after cutscene after fucking cutscene, and God, thirteen sucks so fucking much. And I say that only having played the first three hours of the game. And I really want to sit down sometime and actually play through 13 because I want to actually give it a fair shake in what is probably my favorite series of games. But God, that leaves just such a shit taste in my mouth. It makes it really hard because that is a terrible way to start a video game. It can work for books and movies because books and movies are passive interaction. And if they're what that's being discussed is interesting and I'm engrossed in it, then I'm engrossed in it. But when it comes to a video game, which is a very much interactive form of interaction god that's repetitive a very direct form of interaction don't fucking make me watch a movie first that's kind of a good way of putting it because when i started the last of us i told myself the first 
two hours of this game are probably going to be terrible and boring. Just go with it. Just let it happen. And even still like an hour into it, I was like, uh, can we just get to the good part, please? I get the situation. Everything sucks. Life is shit. People are shit. It just keeps going and going and going and going and going. I get it. I've seen movies and stuff with apocalyptic settings. I, I get how things go. But anyway, yeah, like story-wise, The Last of Us opened up pretty dramatically. And oh, well. yeah. But then it just kept going and going and going and going and going. I'm like, well, you let me please fucking play the goddamn game now. Goddamn, fuck. I, I, I really wish, like, just a small change with that game for what I had played. If after that intro sequence, which is pretty dark, and you have that jump forward in time, after that jump forward in time would have been a great part to put a small mini gameplay segment. That was actual gameplay. Yeah. And I think that would have helped the pacing of that game so fucking much. I don't know. I'm personally kind of just past these kinds of stories of humanity is dark and fucked up. I'm just not really in the mood for it, but I'll still try to separate this game for the amount of dick sucking it got from everybody. Because right. already there's just no fucking way it's going to live up to what everybody was saying about it. I can already see it. Yeah, and I, and I do want to say uh, when it comes to humanity sucks, there's usually two kinds of ways to say it. There's the... Oh my god, humanity sucks, everybody's terrible. Except for these few characters. Isn't humanity actually great? Yeah. Which is probably what that story's gonna be. Or the other or the inverse of that, like everything's great, and then secretly things are terrible. The first one I think is being explored to fucking death already. Yeah. And it's just like whereas something like, you know, Star Trek, where on the surface they make everything seem great and peachy keen, but then when you dig down into it, it's actually not, at least in some episodes. Yeah. Something happened to me last Friday that was kind of interesting, and I wanted to, I guess, have myself recorded while I tell you this story. I, you were, uh, I, have, I have a weird experience from last night, too. Okay, uh, this was last Friday, not today, but I was driving home from work. I was, again, like, in the Redmond area. I was going down this street that was kind of near an elementary school. It was empty, and I was in this left-turn lane waiting for the right to turn green. And then one block away from me, I see this guy in a red Ford pickup truck come spinning out of control out of the driveway he was coming out of or something, and he was, like, all over the place. The truck was, like, wiggling everywhere as he was, like, barely keeping it on the road. He was, like, turning into the lane that was coming towards me. And he started, like, accelerating really rapidly. And at this point, I could kind of see the guy's face. And he looked like an insane Nicolas Cage. Like, he looked like <laughs> Nicolas Cage, but his hair was, like, all fucked up. And he has, like, face, like, was, like, he was on something. I don't know if it was cocaine or meth, but it was probably one of those two things. And then he was locking eyes with me as he was getting closer and driving faster. And that's when suddenly he started shouting in his canopy. Like I could read his lips because he was shouting so loud. He yelled, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. And he started flipping me off as he was driving past me, like glaring and screaming in his canopy at me, locking eyes as he's like bolting past me. And then eventually he just flies past you know, starts driving towards an elementary school while kids were walking around. So that was a good thing to see. But it was a really bizarre experience because i just looked back at him and was like i wish i knew what you were thinking right now because i don't know why you hate me so much my random guess is while well, he's driving a ford truck it looks like he's completely insane maybe he's like a ford truck evangelist and saw i'm driving a ford car and hates ford cars for some reason and thinks i'm a piece of shit because that's the only thing he could have identified about me just by looking at me in my car or maybe he thought i was someone i wasn't but it was really fucking bizarre and the guy looked exactly like nicholas cage so it was even Better. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to pretend that it was Nicolas Cage because that makes the story actually way more hilarious in yeah. my mind. And it was just weird to see it in Redmond because, you know, Redmond's not a cheap place to live. And this guy looked like somebody that just like crawled out of a dumpster. Oh, he probably just finished selling off his supplies. Yeah, 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 that's what, yeah. He could have just been there for business. Right. Yeah. 
He but, works in Redmond. Right. So what's your story? Oh, I, I was just I was going to pick up some food. And there is this lady walking by on the sidewalk. And she was walking her dog. And it was like a big German shepherd. Like a big German shepherd. And it wasn't like barking or nipping at me. It was just like pulling on its leash towards me. And I just went and said, uh, <laughs> I just said, hi, puppy. That's all I said to it. <laughs> and the lady was like, it's a dog, not a puppy. I was just like, like she was actively annoyed that you called it that. Yeah, she was actively annoyed that I called her like what looked to be like a hundred and twenty pound dog a puppy. It was big for a German Shepherd. It was huge. What did this I, lady look like? Uh, forty five brown hair. Like she was wearing like not super well put together. Look, honestly, looked like she was just out walking her dog. Uh huh. But um, she didn't look like a meth head or something. Just, just kind of could average have been, for that maybe. area. Yeah, just okay. she just looked like a lady. Didn't look too whacked out or anything. But and like I said, the dog was being cool. He didn't say, didn't freak out at me or anything. What a but, fucking bitch! No, no, I'm not done yet. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, she said, it's a dog, not a puppy. And I was just like, all right, whatever. And as I'm walking away from her, because I started to walk into the store, she just goes, fuck you. Wow. And I'm just like, holy shit. How shitty is your day going? Like, so, like there's no way you're taking that aggression out on me because of what I did. Like, I like her husband just gave her divorce papers. Maybe she lost her car, was like in an accident. Like something happened and she was just like, I had to get that frustration out. But I've, I don't remember ever having an interaction with a stranger like that. That's, before. that is why I don't talk to people. Thank you. Know, more reclusive. But yeah, I, I've been recently in the last couple weeks telling myself like, I need to try to be nicer to people and engage with people. Cause not everyone is a dickhead. A lot of people are usually nice. Yeah, they are. I hear a story like that. And it's like, no, see, that's why I don't talk to people. Fuck them. <laughs> it's just like, it's funny, but it's like at the time I was just like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you should have turned around and yelled something else. Bye puppy. <laughs> Bye puppy. Yeah. I should get a pet tortoise. And then put it on a leash and walk it around. People are like, hey, little turtle. I'll be like, it's a tortoise. Walk <laughs> off. Turtles live in water. Tortoise live on land. I'm on land. It's a tortoise. Fucking idiot. <laughs> this, this is this is what's wrong with America. Three-year-old is like, look, mommy, a turtle. Be like, it's a tortoise, you little fuck. There's <laughs> <laughs> another sign that the American education system is failing everybody. God damn it. <laughs> Glad to see my tax dollars are going to waste. <laughs> And it's true. I didn't know the difference between a tortoise and a turtle until recently when I finally sat down. I'm like, what, what is the difference between a tortoise and a turtle? Like, oh, that's really obvious. I'm glad I know that now. Yeah, that's and, a big reason why if you ever find a quote-unquote turtle and it's just like walking along on the street, uh, don't put it in water because it might be a tortoise and a it tortoise, might drown. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's going to annoy me whenever someone calls a tortoise a turtle because now I'll feel the need to correct them. So I almost wish I didn't realize that because now I'm just going to have to police people. Yes, knowledge is knowledge terrible. Those are the worst kind of people. People that just want to correct. I, I and I get that urge too. I think everybody gets that urge too, but I always get so fucking annoyed whenever I see like uh actually <laughs> uh, so I sign up for Comcast, I do it all online. Easy and convenient. They even gave me the option, which was really nice of using my own router, which I have, so I didn't have to pay the stupid rental fee. Gladly took that one up, because, yeah, why the fuck don't use their router? 
just don't. Well, after I did that, then they had to send me like the setup kit is what they called it. Mm-hmm. It cost $15 to buy this setup kit. And yep. then another $15 to ship it or $30 if I want it expedited. I was like, well, this move kind of happened a lot more sudden than I thought. So I don't have time to get, you know, regular shipping. And I'm a fucking nerd that's going to die of starvation if I don't have internet. So I chose expedited so I could get it here the next day. So I paid 45 bu- bucks for this startup kit. Now remember, I have my own router. And I have my own Cat5 cables. Open it up the starter <laughs> kit. It's a pamphlet with instructions. like one sheet of paper on both sides. That's it. It's a coaxial cable splitter. A coaxial cable... And then these like little zip tie things, so I can hide the cable or like set it, like have it go around my walls and shit. I'm just like looking at this. I'm like, I paid forty five dollars to get next day shipping on a fucking coaxial cable. <laughs> I so much Comcast, like all just out the gate. They're just like, hey buddy, uh, you're gonna need this. I'm like, oh, what is it? Oh, it's our fist up your ass. <laughs> Um, How strange they didn't want to just go out of the way and say, by the way, this is all it is. You could convenience yourself right, by going out and buying right. it. Go figure. Like but wait, if, if you bought it expedited, the money didn't even go to them. That went to the shipper, didn't it? I guess. So UPS got an extra 15 bucks to ship a fucking coaxial. Like, it, it weighs like two pounds max. The entire thing. Just, fuck you guys. I hate you. I've been through that shit multiple times. I've lived in so many apartments and had multiple different kinds of internet providers. My current one, Frontier, you know how they did it? I called them up and said, hey, can I have internet? And they were like, yeah, okay. And they showed up the same day, installed it, and didn't charge me extra for anything. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that really blows my mind. Do you know what it would have cost to schedule an appointment with you know, Comcast? So not even necessarily the same day. Wait, you had to pay just to get an appointment? Yeah, you have to pay $90 for an, appoint- an appointment. Wait, did I have like someone come to your place? No, I didn't pick that option. I put, picked the self-setup option. But say like I'm a- But that's just for to like have a person installed yeah. for you. Yeah. Oh my God. That's for a person to come out here with a coaxial cable. <laughs> put the coaxial cable into my fucking neck. That's so router. fucked up. Hey, you know, normally you when you pay monthly fees to your internet service, that kind of I know goes towards that. It is, it's super, and I feel like this is taking advantage of people who are like, technology illiterate which is especially older people or people who just don't find that stuff interesting but still want internet for their fucking cell phones it's like way to go comcast you're just screwing people left and right and you don't give a fuck and they never give a fuck and they'll never give a fuck doom 2016 or new doom as you like to call it came out last year and we finally both sat down and played it and i have to say it's actually really good I had my you know reservations, but a lot of the people that are saying, no, no, it's actually good. They were right. They have room to improve if they were to make a sequel to this game, which I'm sure they're going to be. I feel like we're just kind of repeating what we said last week. Shouldn't we just kind of start from where we left off? Like or did we? I, we didn't really say much last week, other than. Oh, we said it was. It was a. Bre- it was. It. it was very deep, positive. Right? It was. Uh, yeah, it's I know. Over, but we, even we, though for restating what we already said last week, it's nice to just really quickly. Okay. Before, you know, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. It's like the first. It's like when you. All right. I say I'll, I'll, school, I'll, okay. I'll let you. I'll just let you. Say, just you say you like the game, and then we you can, can lead the discussion. I'm just gonna make my comment. Yeah, I like the game. Right. Some so weak part to it. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Why yeah. are you making this difficult? This is why it's so hard to work with you. If it wasn't for all the money we're making, why is it always me? It's always me, isn't it? What about you? Yeah. Yeah. It is always me because I'm perfect. Hey, Ryan. Yes, Adder. So I got out of college, and me and my buddy, we, you know, they both needed somebody to live with because we couldn't afford rent on our own, so we decided to move in together. 
uh, all we could really afford was one bedroom. So, I mean, we had to share a bedroom. After a while, we just realized, you know, it was cheaper to share a bed, but, you know, whatever, it's cool. Um, then we, you know, I lost my job and I got kicked off my health insurance. So me and my buddies got married so I could get on the health insurance, you know. You're we not like really married or anything, but just to be on the health insurance. And, you know, we're still trying to get women, but we were both kind of like fat loser nerds. So it's not really going anywhere. And we understand, you know, we have needs. So we just start, you know, having sex every now and then, you know, just to release our primal urges. I mean, that's what it's completely platonic. We both like understand, you know, just 100% just straight. But I mean, we're already in the same bed and everything. It's just what's easiest. And then, you know, one day we say, hey, why don't we adopt, like, a, a, a little kid? You know, he's got no home. He'd be, like, a cool little bro. We could teach him how to play video games and stuff. And, you know, everything's been going pretty good. But the other day, you know, me and my roommate were having sex, and our balls touch, and we make eye contact, and he doesn't say no homo. How do I tell our son that one of his dads is a fucking faggot? <laughs> Uncharted 4 kind of just doubled down on the scripted sequences, and there wasn't a whole lot of interesting actual level design in it. It was a really pretty game. That's all I really have to say on that. I did notice that this game was really, really jerked off by critics for having exceptionally well-written story. It is beyond good compared to anything Naughty Dog has ever done before, and I think it's just because that the characters talk like they do in this game. <laughs> it's like, oh, the main protagonists act just like all my fucking snobby friends. That's cool. Because it was reviewed by 24, 25-year-olds that act that way. They love yeah, the fuck like, out of it. Oh, they're so sarcastic and so snarky, and they have lots of little quips and comebacks, and it's like just, ugh. Yeah, I wish I was like that. You know, yeah, he's kind of this bumbling, likable action hero. He's also a mass murderer who kills hundreds and hundreds of people, and just seeing him kind of acting like a beta male when he's, like, talking with his wife and stuff and just kind of being really prissy is just, okay, uh, yeah. So critics liked it for the same reason that uh, shitty people liked Undertale. yeah. Basically. Uh, have you seen the new DLC for Final Fantasy XV? No, I have not. There's going to be a cross-promotion with Cup of Noodles. Oh, fuck yeah! Best and, part of the game. And Cup of Noodles... Okay, you know, I got Is Cup of Noodles going to be a playable character? I, I'll just send you the trailer. Like, there's fuck two yeah. things. What I know is Cup- Neeson is releasing 15 limited collector's edition cups of noodles with artwork from every single Final Fantasy mainline numbered Final Fantasy. Oh my god. And, and But uh, yeah, then there's also oh this fork in the bottom. It's C- Cup Noodle with Seymour behind it from Final Fantasy X. Oh my god. Oh my... The Ultima weapon for... Oh my god. Oh my... No. <laughs> Why? No. Oh. Sadly... This isn't real. Sadly, uh, I don't think this is going to be happening in our part of the world. I think this is Japan, but they uh, really doubled down on all of this. Oh, oh, Jesus. It's gone from a joke to a... Oh, Jesus. I'm watching the trailer. Oh, I've seen this before. This is fan-made, this trailer. This is like an old thing, but it is a really good fan-made video. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't think this, this can't be real. This I... hunger is the ultimate enemy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this is yeah, real. I, I don't know why people are mad about this. The cup noodle it's... boss collection's real. Oh, okay. 
you spend $50 for a bunch of cup noodles with a uh, special art. Let's see, it has Chaos from Final Fantasy 1, the Emperor from Final Fantasy... Oh, it's the final boss. It looks like Cloud of Darkness, Xenomus, X-Death, or Exodius, whatever you want to call it, Kefka, Sephiroth, Ultimecia. Kuja is not the final boss of Final Fantasy 9, you dumb fucks. How dare you screw up your cross-promotion with my favorite franchise. Seymour's not the final boss of Final Fantasy 10, you fucking idiots. You ruined everything. Shadow Lord. A judge. It's awesome. Not the final boss. I've never beat Final Fantasy 13, so I don't know who that is. <laughs> Bahama. It'll probably be the one that sells the least. Then, I, and from my understanding, you buy all of the cups. It costs fifty dollars. You get all. Oh, you just get cups. a collection of them. All right. Yeah. Do they actually come with noodles in them? I I like guess. Noodles? Why would you eat them? They're like sacred. I don't think this is DLC. I just think this is a. Fucking... It says that there is DLC coming, but I think it's just like I, I think know. they're yeah. I think this is just a cross. This is just Neeson. Yeah, I don't think the DLC is gonna have anything to do with cup of noodles. I would. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fucking hilarious. They really should. So. When I watched this trailer, I'm like, I hope this is all real in game. And by the end of it, I was like, no, this is just a joke. But it should be real. The uh, next, I, the next mainline Final Fantasy should just be straight up fucking like cup of noodles land. <laughs> What they need to do is they need to replace the car with a giant cup noodles truck. God, this fucking... Oh, my God. I'll, I'll have you know, ever since you brought that whole cup of noodles thing up in last year's podcast, whichever it was, I've been eating cup of noodles like crazy. And I I've been noticed. putting egg in my cup of noodles. I've been getting creative with it. I they, Their fucking <laughs> marketing worked on me because I started... You didn't thinking, even play the game! I know, and I was like, you know, I like cup of noodles. Maybe I should try adding really good ingredients to it and see what it tastes like, just like they fucking tell you to do in a game, and I've been doing it. <laughs> They <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 changes lives. They did. Oh my god! It's not about finding the perfect ingredient. It's finding about finding the right mix of ingredients. Should, I think about that every time I do it. I'm like, oh my god! To make our own cup. Jeez, I fucking I love that cutscene. It's the right amount because like it, that's it's been immortalized in history now. It, it is. I think I liked it because as I got the quest, as I, the first time I saw cup noodles and when I got the quest, I'm like, this is so dumb. This is bullshit. And then that, you could you could tell they were hamming the acting up. Like the voice actors sound nothing like that in the rest of the game. <laughs> Which just made it that much better. It was like, it was like a fucking after school special. You know, at the end of G.I. Joe, like one yeah, of those fucking segments. Yeah, like a PSA. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a PSA for cup noodles. <laughs> oh. Uh, the only thing is, like, I think this the cup noodle thing would be even better if Final Fantasy fifteen was actually a better game itself, because then the cup noodles would have been even more out of place. Like I said, they should have just leaned into it even further. They, I honestly, I think that's what they have their planned DLC. They should announce a final surprise DLC and say nothing about it except the release date, and then it's just the like you fight a giant cup noodles, <laughs> like a cup noodle airship comes in, and like it, its hatch opens up, and like little cup noodle soldiers like jump out of the cup noodle airship, and that's the DLC, you just fight a giant wave of cup noodles. Do you, you want to shit on Destiny with me for a bit? Because that's always fun. Yeah, Destiny like, is like I, a I, Let's just, let's just note, it was, it's four years ago that Destiny came out, and Activision and Bungie said that Destiny would have ten years of support. And they never were really clear if that meant sequels or just expansion packs. But I think what they meant was that they were just going to keep doing expansion packs as a normal MMO. 
And then after Destiny did so fucking terrible, then they were like, yeah, okay, we just need to make a sequel and start over. But we're now almost halfway into that life cycle they announced. So that means Destiny 2 is probably going to be it for Destiny unless they decide to make a Destiny 3 someday well after their original promise. And from what I heard about how they're like desperately trying to hire skilled writers right now at the very last minute is very... Probably not a good thing for a role-playing game that should be very story-driven. Right, did we talk about that in the last podcast? No, we never talked about it on the podcast. But I, I sent you the link stuff. to that, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, about, like, that's, like, crazy. Like, all these positions for, like, executive story writer, campaign director, all that shit. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it's like a repeat of a first, like, this is, like, half the reason why your first game was total shit. And you're this close to release. <laughs> I'm starting to think Destiny 2 is not going to be any different from the first one at this point. Because the reason the content for Destiny 1 was so disappointing to everybody was probably because they were like, fuck it, we just need to get to work on the sequel and make the sequel better than this shit. But if they're hiring all these kind of positions at the very last minute, I got to wonder what the fuck were they actually doing this whole time? Were they jerking each other off? At best, you could think maybe they're just trying to make the best actual gameplay they possibly could, and then they worried about all the superficial story and stuff at the very last minute. But at the root of it, maybe it'll make a decent kind of loot-based shooter. But so they're going to announce this game in D three and be like, "It's coming out in three months. We have three months to get people excited for it and care about it." And I wonder if people are just going to blindly buy into it like they did the first one. Because I think everyone's going to be very skeptical about it. It's going to have to impress people. To It's probably not going to do as well as the first one otherwise. If it hasn't been made clear by examples of like Battlefield 1, you don't really have to innovate that much. You just got to make people think you are. So they could say something or reveal a trailer in such a way that people will think it's going to be amazing, but not actually stop to analyze what it is. Uh, as I grow older and become more and more jaded, I am starting to incredibly realize it's not your content that matters. It's 100% marketing. Yeah. That's it. That's all that matters. They just need to have really good fucking marketing for it. God, I fucking... Take-Two Interactive, who owns Grand Theft Auto, Borderlands, Bioshock, XCOM, Red Dead, Max Payne. They announced that they're going to be giving all their IPs film treatments the same way Ubisoft kind of did. So you can look forward to potentially fucking awful Borderlands yeah, feature films. <clears throat> Did they specifically single out Ubisoft? Because Ubisoft's movies No, no, no. I made that connection myself. I'm oh, just okay, saying Ubisoft okay. recently did that. We're like, we're going to be making films to be kind of companions to their already high-quality games. And it's like, well, no, no, you're film... They're making you, games you take, to be advertised. You, you take the quality of your games and you turn them into films and you see just how shitty these IPs actually are. The films, just, are, I, for at least from what I heard about Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed, is... They're just basically making a 90-minute advertisement. Well, I, I also recall there was going to be an Uncharted film and a Massive film. Like, I kept hearing all these stories in the last couple of years that there's going to be a bunch of really serious filmmaking efforts because now video games are so big, they're, like, even more expensive than movies that it's almost, like, just kind of secondary to these publishers to be like, hey, why don't we just make a really huge Hollywood film? It's not like they're doing anything interesting right now. They'll do it. And I guess in that sense, it's like, yes, adapting really big-budget video games is probably more interesting than making the same fucking franchise rebooted for the fourth time. But I don't want to see video games turn into movies anymore. I'm, like, past that phase of my life where I think that's a good idea. And I assume the only people who ever do are kids. At least if you're asking for a video game that has a really well-told story within the frame of that video game to be given the film treatment, I don't think you really know what you're asking for. (laughs) 
I think uh, it, it to me it was always like, hey, let's take this thing, this video game that me and other gamers know about because we're gamers, and make it something that pop culture can appreciate because filmmaking is so much bigger than games. But that's not the case anymore. Games have kind of eclipsed filmmaking. I don't really give a fuck if they turn my favorite games into movies because who gives a fuck about movies anymore? I think a video game that has really high impact visual uh, has really high has really high impact visuals can make a good sort of movie in the same way Cun Fury is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just like a nonsensical 30 minutes of awesome and themed like StarCraft. Well, those already exist in the form of like fan-made things. And you can pump all the money you want into it. You're still going to end up with Assassin's Creed. XCOM would make an interesting movie, but that's the only one I would care to see out of all these IPs I listed. But the thing is... Something more obscure would be kind of... Something that isn't just like a shooter or something that's already meant to be like a cinematic game would be worth turning into a movie, maybe. But not something like Grand Theft Auto. Like, what would a Grand Theft Auto film even be? Crank? (laughs) Yes. So, that exists already. Yeah, I know. I'll just watch Crank. I love Crank. I do, too. What I was going to say is, like, Red Dead Redemption, I think, would make a real good movie. But then I'm like, what made Red Dead Redemption different from other video games is you don't see a lot of Western video games. There's a ton of Western movies. What's going to make Red Dead Redemption different from any other Western movie? Yeah, Red Dead Redemption was was inspired by those kind of movies. Right. So it's like, why make that into a movie? You may as well just fucking go watch Good, Bad, and the Ugly. And they did make one of these IPs into a film. It was called Max Payne, and it was bad. And that's really fucked up because Max Payne was based on old Nor action films. So then they made an old Nor action film and it was fucking terrible when they actually tried to make one. I I do agree with you, though, that XCOM could potentially be a good movie, but that's because it's like unique enough. There's not a lot of movies like that. Sci-fi... Sci-fi is kind of... I'm thinking more like a traditional kind of science fiction. Yeah, at least that kind of sci-fi is going away, too. Most sci-fi nowadays is high action. Whereas just, I feel like... And that's probably a, what XCOM would be, but I'd like to think that they would do something... I feel like with XCOM, they could make something like Aliens, except yeah. on Earth. Yeah. Or something more like... Yes, give it that really cool, like, high-action finale where they have the cool guns and everything, but... Yeah. With something with a lot of mystery and build-up. Right. And intrigue. I will say, if they had to make any of these into a movie, uh, I hope they turn Bioshock into a movie because it would probably be really shit and an actual film critics would be like, wow, this story doesn't make any sense and it's full of pretentious bullshit. And then everyone who was jacking off to these games for their narrative reasons would be like, no, you just don't understand real hard Bioshock 1 had a shitty story. The only reason why you like it is because you were young when you played it and the plot twist was, oh my god, so fucking amazing. Yeah, it it really did. It had a cool setting. The setting was awesome. Yeah. Villain, what's his name? Not Atlas, the other, your dad. Spoilers. Uh, oh, uh, Andrew Ryan. Andrew Ryan. Andrew Ryan in the setting, fucking amazing. The biggest mistake they made with Bioshock was killing Andrew Ryan. Spoilers. Andrew Ryan should have lived <laughs> just because he was awesome <laughs> as shit. Like, no joke. It's like, it was like the, uh, you take, you have really, two really cool well, they things. Took a, your... They took a real philosopher and just turned him into a video game villain. That's why he was great. Yeah, he was... And it was a philosopher that I guess a lot of people who are actually into a certain degree of philosophy consider to be a joke, like someone that kids get into when they first get into philosophy. And then once they actually begin to kind of take in different ways of life, they begin to realize he's just kind of full of shit. But then when you take that and you put it into a video game narrative, everyone goes fucking crazy and starts quoting it like it's the Bible. (laughs) Okay, well, that's, I think, everything I have. I mean, there was the DICE Awards, but I really don't feel like giving the time to even talk about it. 
because it's, it's pretty an much award show. It, Overwatch inside Overwatch Overwatch. <clears throat> here, here, I'll do the I'll do the dice awards for you. Best action game, Ryan. Do you care to guess? You're wrong. It was Overwatch. Ryan, best RPG. Do you care to guess? Wrong. It's Overwatch. Ryan, best MMORPG. It's Overwatch. Ryan, best advertisement campaign. Overwatch. Um, Ryan, best game with a lesbian character in it. It's Overwatch. <laughs> Uh, there was a uh, one. Uh, there was a best character award. I'm trying to look at it because it had a funny uh, Pokemon Go won a bunch of bullshit too. There was also like the special Snowflake Game Award, which won something I never heard of because every Overwatch show needs to have that. <laughs> Actually, Inside won like five different categories. Okay, yeah. outstanding achievement in character. Nominated Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Rays, Firewatch, Delilah, I fucking Firewatch, Henry. Uncharted 4, Thieves, and Nathan Drake. Oh, my God. Oh. See, what I tell you? Of course they like Nathan Drake now because they made him more of a piece of shit. And then, it's because the people that run these things. All these other characters that they just nominated are a piece of shit. You want to know which character won? That was the next one that got nominated. The Last Guardian, Trico. What's An animal. To... Nice. Do you... That's, like, unfair. People just... People see you humans and they hate humans because humans are humans but people see animals and they just humanize animals into all the positive traits of humans and they love them which is why i have a dog yeah a part dog part rat part hippogriff thingy i don't don't fucking whatever street fighter 5 won best fighting game of the year because it's not like there were good fighting games out last year fuck it let's just pick the most popular one but ryan hart the most popular one is the best one ea sports usc2 got nominated for best fighting game of the year so i mean they put poke tournament killer instinct season three and guilty gear on there but still that fucking nitro plus blasters didn't get a nomination here either which was a very very beloved game so they don't care which games are actually loved or have actual qualities to them. They just care about which games people are talking about the most. And everyone was talking about Street Fighter Five last year because it was fucking shitty. And they kept trying to put it at Evo in places and tournaments to make people care, and people still didn't care. And they're beating that dead horse like crazy to the point where they're still giving it awards. Again, I would love to hear the background deliberations behind why they decided to put... Did Titanfall 2 even win anything? Apparently got nominated for stuff. I don't see it anywhere here. Outstanding achievement in online gameplay. Okay. Overwatch won that. And the Division got nominated too, so that whole award is probably horseshit. Wasn't the Division fucking broken? Yeah, it was. Okay. That's award-worthy, I guess. Racing Game of the Year, Forza Horizon 3, and only Drive Club VR got nominated, and Drive Club was apparently crap, so they just decided to make the Forza Horizon 3 award. Family Game of the Year was Ratchet and Clank. Uh, that's probably the one good trade-off. Wasn't the last one, like, Pokemon Go in the VGAs last year? And I think I remember saying, I think Ratchet Clank was probably a more respectable family game with the title Family in the phrase game. And they actually gave it to the right one. Immersive Reality Game of the Year, Super Hot VR, probably. Yeah, maybe. Okay, I... Super hot. Super hot. Yeah, so... That's really, uh, I don't care enough to pick at this anymore. I think that's that's all the lulls from it. Just what, I I feel like um, in the last year or two, all award shows, even for like filmmaking, like the Oscars and stuff, have just become like self-aware that no one takes them seriously. And now they've just like doubled down on the circle jerking. You, you know what I hate is when it comes to music awards, like this fucking weird circle jerk for Beyonce. 
She's not a good singer. I know she like she's everybody at like one, but everyone talks about how she's highly respectable because of her fame. And even at the award shows, they're all like Beyonce should have won. Even like this fucking year, what's her name won? Like Adele, who's an honest Adele, is a better performer. Adele is a better artist. Just flat out, this isn't opinion. It's fucking fact. And Adele still goes. Beyonce should have won. Oh my like, god! Shut the like fuck up. up. Grab your goddamn award. Pelvic thrust the audience. Flip everybody off and say, "Damn fucking right, you skanks! I deserve this shit." And I remember when Star Trek Beyond came out and how they announced Beyonce was going to have a single in the movie, and I just like buried my fucking head in my hands and then read a bunch of comments saying, "I am so happy for this because Beyonce is so respectable and so huge that to have her in this project just means it automatically gets better." God damn. I, yeah, I don't, I, what is it with Beyonce? What is it with her? <laughs> She's like the Apple of pop star singers who people listen to on her Apple products. Beyonce and Apple should get together and do cross promotion. The fucking whole world will just turn into fucking 1984 at that point. I, 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 I'm bringing this whole angry rant up because I was just scrolling through Twitter and Twitter has the most blatantly pandering fucking emotional garbage advertisements for whatever whorish thing that is being paid to be advertised on Twitter and one was for the Oscars, and the, the line was, do you have all your plans for your Oscars watching party set? Implying that people get together like the fucking Super Bowl to watch the Oscars. And I read the comments, I'm like, are there actually pieces of shit who are hyped up for the Oscars? And everyone was shitting on them. Everyone. <laughs> like, normally these kind of ads is something really stupid, like, oh, we're all good special people and everyone should be respected, and then everyone's like, yes, I agree with this, oh my god, oh, jack me off, will I jack you off? And then I go on, like, something about the Oscars, and everyone fucking hated it, and was like, hey, why don't you rich people all go suck off yourself behind a door and stop annoying us? Yes, thank you. This is, like, one of the few fucking things that the human race will come together and flip them off over. God, fuck. Anyway, so, yeah. You know, um, you know how I watch, like, the Oscars and shit? I don't. And then yeah. if something makes yeah. the news, I might watch the YouTube clip over it. Or I'll more than likely go, I don't give a fuck. The only award shows that are entertaining are the ones that don't even try to be serious and are just kind of there just to kind of jack themselves off. Like, when I see on the back of a box, whether it's a movie or a game that says, won this award at this trade show or this fucking award show, it's like, who fucking gives a shit? Like, the fact that you're trying to make me care because you won some fucking arbitrary award run by a bunch of douchebags just makes me dislike this game even more. And less likely to play the game anyway. Uh, just and one hundred percent fact. Uh, when you win an award, especially for I know for sure this happens a shit ton of movies. It happens a shit ton of music, video games. I probably imagine it's the same bullshit. One hundred percent undeniable fact. When you win an award at a big award show, it's not because you're good. It's because you play the political bullshit game and you brown nose the right people and send them the right bribes. That's why you win the rewards. Correct. To add to that, I saw that um, Square Enix put out the final trailer for the first season of Hitman, which is now on a disc that you can purchase for PlayStation and Xbox, I assume. It's got a physical disc out now, now that it has concluded its first season. And the entire trailer was just a bunch of still images with quotes from reviewers calling it this amazing game, the best stealth game ever made, one of the best games ever made. And I just started playing this game again last weekend. It was really digging it and like loving it and thinking, man, this game is great. I need to recommend to people now read this fucking shit. Like, no, it is not the best stealth game ever made. You people are so fucking full of shit. I know no, it is Metal not Gear Solid Five. Jesus, it's not the best Hitman game. God, you're making me not want to like this game anymore. Shut up. It's because it's the most popular Fuck. one. Yeah, it's probably the most well played one. Uh, 
and people don't want to go back and play the old stinky ugly game yeah that's funny i was watching video gameplay of hitman blood money and i was reading comments like i can't believe i used to play this shit i must have hated myself which one hitman blood, blood money, money the best wow. one like the objectively the best one not my favorite but it's like yeah just people like wow gaming has come so far from this horrible crap there wasn't even any icons that would tell me exactly what to do. Anyway, um, the again, to bring this all back together, the only people you should ever trust when it comes to video game opinions is us. Yep. Because we are constantly having an existential crisis. So we don't want to waste our time on games that are shit because we probably are going to kill ourselves tomorrow. So we play what's only the best. Or what's only the worst. I remember one time we went to a concert... I can't remember who it was. But me and my friends just started chant because we were like stupid teenagers. So we just started going, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> this dude got so pissed off at us. At a concert? At a concert. At a you know, rock and roll concert? Yeah, rock and roll. It was either. Um, God, it was either typo negative, which is a fucking goth band in the first place. That's why I was asking, why the hell would you be surprised to see that at a go- I don't know, because people are fucking insane. Or what did he say to you guys? The fucking say that shit. That's not funny. You need to take that crap seriously. You don't know what you guys are doing. Probably because he, oh, actually, he probably like, actually is a Satan worshiper. Yeah, that's probably yeah. what it was. Yeah, but he didn't like flat out say it. But yeah, he felt probably felt like we were mocking him. God, he like gets so on the floor and starts drawing a pentagram. Be like, no, you got to do it like this. He starts like cutting his wrists in front of you. Now join me. Uh, I'm getting to the age where hangovers are now an actual thing. Like when I was younger, I could drink a oh, fuck ton. Yeah, yeah, same. and not get a hangover. It's now that is the only, reason I won't get drunk anymore. I only get a yeah, buzz because if I get a buzz, I'm fine. But once I get drunk, I'm hung over the next day, and that's just like, like the last two hangovers I had were so bad that they were like those are the that was like the cutoff points in my life. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. This is the last time I got absolutely thrashed was when we went into Seattle, and the hangover from that was killer. <laughs> Wait, when was that? You were there with. Was it? I thought the last time you got totally smashed was when we were at that uh, beer festival last year in summer at the Raven. No, but the the was there something after that. Yeah, that when we went into Seattle at the penny at the arcade. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that was the last time I got fucking blitzed in. Oh yeah, that yeah. I got yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. That's because yeah. fucking Eric. Yeah, it was because of Eric. Oh yeah, I forgot about that night. Surprisingly. Yeah, I, it's not surprising. <laughs> uh, there was five or six people there. Yeah, six or six people there. Only one person didn't puke. So everybody puked. <laughs> everybody puked and rallied too, which was the impressive part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that was a good time. Not really. That, I, that's also the last time I smoked a cigar, and I think I'm never smoking a cigar again because of that night. Because the next day I was so hung over. I, Every time I puked, all I could taste was stomach acid, alcohol, and ash. I think you're confusing the two nights because we smoked cigars at the Raven. I don't know. Ra- I didn't smoke cigars at the Raven. We smoked cigars. I guarantee we were sit- we were on the fucking streets of Bremerton. Like, be hot, just like in a fucking alley somewhere, smoking a goddamn cigar. I have no idea where the cigar came from. I, we were just smoking it. I could, I must not have been there with you because I don't. I no, don't you know. were there. You were smoking it with me. I what? 
Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I remember us standing in a corner and I like pissed on a wall or something. I yes, you pissed on a wall. <laughs> yes, I remember that. It's all coming back to me very slowly in like black and white photos. That was the same <laughs> night that we played Hydro Thunder and beat Hydro Thunder. I remember together. that. Everything I forget was once we started bar hopping. Yeah. And then drinks just kept getting put in front of me. And then I remember there was pizza for a second. And then the rest <laughs> of the night was a blur. I, well, we after pizza, we went to another bar. And then after that bar, we went to. Uh, a Mexican bar and got tacos and beer. <laughs> I, I I remember uh, drinking some kind of hard A there with like yeah you drank hard A yes yeah. yeah that's right. I had two drinks there. One of our party members got tacos and then disappeared in the bathroom and I ate his tacos. <laughs> he was in the bathroom puking. He was in there for so long and his tacos were just sitting there and I was like fuck it so I ate his tacos. He didn't even realize that he ordered tacos. So. And I also just remember that was when we recorded an unreleased episode of this podcast. Did we? I don't remember what oh, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah we yeah, did. Right. We recorded it right there at the bar while we were both fucking smashed. That's right. And I'm I almost idiot. I almost uploaded it just for the fuck of it. We can get away with that. <laughs> yeah, as long as we don't say anything anti-Semitic, we're okay. It's because the Jews run YouTube. Hello again. Somehow you managed to make it through that entire thing. I don't know whether to say thank you or seek help. Either way, I'd like to say a few last things before I hang it up for good. As I talked about in one of the last clips in that compilation, film production was kind of my go-to form of expression and creativity. I dropped off with it around 2009-2010 once the realities of adult life started to set in and all the friends that were helping me with them kind of went their own ways. There were several projects that I left unfinished and a lot of ambitious ideas I had that I never stuck with to the end. I thought about doing podcasts for years after that because the idea was much more appealing than making a film. Furthermore, we're in an era where everyone is producing their own content, video content, streaming content. Watching this all happen kind of made me feel like I missed the boat. As in, I was doing this stuff when I was younger, before everyone was doing it for money and watching the internet kind of transform into this thing where everyone is following their passions as long as they get a revenue stream from it is a little bit sickening to me. What I'm trying to say here is that I guess my goal with this podcast was to kind of go back to what it was like in the mid 2000s when people just produce content just out of passion, out of fun. They didn't care about success, they didn't care about fame, they didn't care about money. And more than that, I figured it would be kind of like the equivalent of keeping a journal every week just in an audio format. That said, as fulfilling as it was to do, it also took a lot out of me. For every hour of audio that Andrew and I would record, I would probably spend at least five times that amount in the post-production, just cleaning it up and making it listenable. Because trust me, listening to the two of us without the editing is a fucking nightmare. But I enjoy the editing process anyway. I find it fun. It just got harder to do over time as more and more life responsibilities started to stack up. I started to pursue a new career, 
beginning to prepare myself for the inevitability of having kids. Andrew's schedule was also beginning to fill up with all kinds of personal things. So in short, this podcast pretty much ended up the same way they always do. Things happen, things get in the way, it gets harder to produce. People lose interest. I was hoping to at least get out 100 episodes, but 65 isn't a bad number to end on. At least we made it past 50. Having not done it over the last two years has left kind of a hole in my life. I intend to leave these 65 episodes up at least for a while, if not forever. Just because even though they may have been cringe-inducing and agonizing to listen to at times, it was Andrew's and my footprint that we left on the internet. As for the subject matter of the podcast, talking about video games in this format was the only way I could really justify it to continue to pursue it as a hobby. Getting older and playing games just to play games is harder to do as you have more and more external forces pressuring you and telling you it's a waste of time and you need to grow up. You need to stop enjoying the things you enjoy and enjoy the things everyone else enjoys because you're just supposed to. Video games as a hobby is interesting. When you think about it, enthusiasts became a thing probably as far back as the early 80s. It was extremely niche, maybe even straight up taboo. It was mostly a passing interest to a lot of people in that time. It didn't really stick, but it did for some. Going into the 90s is where it really began to root itself with a generation, and I was a part of it. I felt like the 90s was really the first time it had captivated a large group of people who wanted to stick with it even into adulthood. The more time goes by, the more and more that's a thing. 2006, 2007, video games just straight up went mainstream. Everybody plays them. And over these last two years, watching the industry change and new fads and trends take hold, watching the streamer personality become a thing, watching Battle Royale games become this massive thing that I still cannot understand for the life of me. It's made me feel old. And it's made me question why I'm still playing games. There's all the ridiculous political controversy in everything now. There is the abysmal excuse for journalism called video game press. More things than not about video games today irritate me than make me excited and happy. The things I enjoy are becoming a niche. I have been continuously failing to find an outlet for these things. So to put everything in perspective, this podcast was that. I don't think we had many listeners. I know we had one for sure. There might have been others. And I imagined if this podcast had ever gotten any widespread attention, the majority of people would probably despise it because of how overwhelmingly quote unquote negative we were. The reason this podcast existed was so that we could have a place to make fun of things, to make light of things. The title, Explosion of Happiness, was obviously a hyperbolic statement about how bitter Andrew and I were about everything, but how we tried to turn it into something amusing. I think towards the end of the run, we had gotten very good at what we were doing. It's my hope that someday, again, I'll be able to do something like this. Without Andrew's personality, this whole thing would have probably been impossible. The whole question is whether or not I can find another person to engage with me again like that. Last year, I went to QuakeCon and got to be among probably the largest group of people I've ever been among who shared common interests with me. 
all in all, sharing the interest of video games with others is kind of what that's all about. Brings people together, forms connections, gets people to talk about things with others that they might not have otherwise in an era where the internet has separated everybody into groups. It's more important than ever to try to strive for those bonds. So I think with all that said, I've done enough rambling. I can finally end the podcast for good. One last time, let me say thank you for listening, whoever you may be. And maybe I'll do something like this again someday in some form. And with that, I think I'd like to leave you with one last little Easter egg. It's an unreleased episode of this podcast that Andrew and I filmed while we were getting smashed in a bar. It is belligerent, embarrassing, and most likely not something that I should post on the internet. But because of that, I'm going to do it. Because fuck it. This has been the Explosion of Happiness podcast. Until next time, goodbye. Bitch. Oh, you drink it all? Welcome back to Explosion of Happiness, episode number 54. <laughs> I'm, I, I, it's time to talk about video games and be happy. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm your other host, Andrew. And in this weekly, weekly podcast, we drink alcohol. That's what we're doing right now, as a matter of fact. I have had two beers, two shots, two El Diablos, a Long Island iced tea, a, a, a monkey something, I can't remember what it was called, and a mojito. I've had uh, multiple beers, several games of pinball. Fuck yeah, pinball was awesome. Yeah, uh, I don't know, a friend bought me a Long Island iced tea and that's where everything kind of went to shit, but... Um, I don't think anyone knows how drunk I am right now, but I'm going to keep drinking whatever this vodka shit is right now. Tequila. 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 Okay, here it goes into my stomach right now. <laughs> that was a bad idea. Pinball was awesome. The best pinball machine was there was easily uh, space Starship Troopers. Yes, yes, effectively, Starship Troopers. That was the only one I didn't feel like I wasted my money on. Exactly. How about you? Yes, exactly. I felt like I actually got enjoyment out of it. I got to enjoy it. Right, right. I am in such a happy state of mind right now. I feel like everything is up to this point. How about you, Andrew? Everything's amazing. I agree. I agree. I still got a shot of tequila left, but if I drink it, I'll probably throw up all over this bar, and that probably won't make them happy. Dude, you have a thimbleful left. Just drink it. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, just like, uh, ah! Yay. Yay. What's this? We're recording ourselves. Why? For, for retrospective. Posterity? Posterity, yes. Yes. Fuck yeah! So we, yeah. We can, so we can read. This is Eric, by the way. Yeah. So you got a, a corn yeho, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
you're already done. I haven't even like started mine. Feel free to start. I thought I drank yours. What? Didn't I drink yours? Oh yeah, because you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> That's all right, man. It's all right. Well, you handed it to me. And I, I do. I, know, I, know. I told you I've already had one, and you were like, drink it anyway. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Should I drink this all at once? Yeah, I that's, mean, that's what I did both times. Holy shit, did you? Oh man. Fuck yeah. Oh man. <laughs> what? That's normally the shot. Did you drink it at once? You just drink it. Is that what that is?